thank you for joining us today. My name is Maccabee. This is my co-host, Martella Gonzalez, and this is Beyond the Pen, where we take the well-known adage, read between the lines to a whole new level and beyond. Each week, we sit down with a new author to not only have a discussion about one of their books, but also learn the story behind the story. Now, before I introduce our esteemed guest for today, I wanted to ask Marcella, do you know what the definition of welfare is? Um, I know it all too well, but I'm not going to let you put me on the spot like that, Mac. <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> all right. Well, it means the health, happiness, and fortunes of a person or group. I wanted to bring this up because our next guest is not only a certified life coach, but in my opinion, she's a welfare warrior. Her mission in life is to show others how to discover their true passions in life that will help them to overcome the stories that are holding them back. She does this by helping them dig deep to find the courage to take action and remove the clutter in their lives that is bogging them down. Now, if this isn't the definition of a welfare warrior, I don't know what is. So, ladies and gentlemen, I give you the welfare warrior herself and the author of Breaking Through, Methods to Get Courageous, Take Action, Get Unstuck, and Finding Your Personal Power, Miss Denise Wester. Denise, thank you for being on the show. Hey, thank you for that intro. You're awesome. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you guys today. Yay, we got another one. Wait, just <laughs> you're still at the beginning. It'll get more interesting as we go, I promise. But okay, so now that I've introduced you to everyone, mm -hmm. I, I want you, I, I found the introduction or prologue part of any book very important to any story. Mm -hmm. May it be fictional or non-fictional. What I found interesting about yours is the rawness of your story and how much it connects with people, not just those currently struggling and those who have been there, but also those who see it in someone else's life as well. That being said, can you share with the audience a little bit of your story so that they can understand what I meant by Welfare Warrior? Yeah. Well, the reason I wrote the book Busting Through was because I come from a very restricted religion growing up, and I left that um, when I was an adult at 18 years old, because I, for my entire life, being in that religion, felt that I was always being judged, always doing it wrong. You're never doing it right. You just felt to um, made to feel like you are just powerless. And so I left that, got married, um, found myself uh, divorced, bankrupt uh, with four children and pretty much homeless, moving 12 times a year, chasing a bad marriage, just making so many wrong turns oh. and um, as a welfare mother. And then I finally ended up in a job that I loved and a sales job. And I was in a severe car accident that took me two years of rehabilitation. So then, you know, it's just through life. You know, I realized after this last year, I was unemployed that I'd been unemployed four times and had to pivot my jobs four wow. different times. And so through these different pivots, I have put together this book, Busting Through Methods to Get Courageous, to Take Action, to Get Unstuck and Find Your Personal Power. And to you know, go deeper into why you call me the welfare warrior is because when I was on welfare, I finally got back to my hometown here in Port Orchard, Washington with my kids, found a home, um, you know, a really bad wonky rental. And you know, after moving that many times, it was a couple of weeks, I finally got a settled into a routine. And I called the welfare office and I didn't say, you know, I was really proud of myself. I'm like, okay. Uh, I want to get off welfare. You know, what kind of program do you have to click me off of it to help me get a job, you know, daycare and all this kind of stuff. And she's like, so do you have a degree? No, you know, I don't have a degree. Uh, do you have something that can watch the kids during the day? No, I don't have any kids. And she's like, well, honey, that's a, welfare is exactly where you need to be. Wow. And she hung up on me. She hung up on me. 
And I was like, I still remember that feeling of being just dismissed, Uh, you know, totally dismissed, put away, put in a shelf, put boxed up and saying, we have you figured out you're going to be on welfare, you know? And I just got off the phone and I'm like, hell no, you don't know. I don't want to be a welfare mother. This is yes. the message I want. This isn't what I want my kids to grow up to be. I was grown up. I grew up with my mother was a welfare mother. And um, that was the reason why we couldn't do anything. It was because no, we have a limited income. No, we have a limited income. I did not want that message to be for my children or for myself. Yeah. yeah. See, Amazing. that's that's what I mean. That's why I called her yeah. the welfare, <laughs> welfare warrior. That alone, I mean, it's like, are you kidding me? Really? The state actually said, well, you don't have a degree. You don't have uh, anybody to watch your kids while you're uh, working. You belong on welfare. I'm like, are you? Yeah. No, 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 no. This is someone who actually wanted to change their life, change their story. And because you've had a hard life, a life that most people would just think, this is it, this is my epitaph, and I'm just going to have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. But you, it was the ultimatum that someone gave you that helped change your life. Not only the welfare person, but another one, I want you to tell us about this. What was that that they said, and how much of that impacted, of that, excuse me, how much of an impact has that had on your life today? Yeah, well, that totally always, I'm always striving to have a better life. I think about all the growth that I had from um, just recently, I was thinking about the growth I've had. I was talking to my children who are all grown. Uh, It's like here, the mindset I had at that time, you know, just being a welfare mother and my mindset at the time was you no know, survival, you know, it was survival food on the table, clothes for the kids, roof over our head. Mm. And um, so, you know, growing out of that to now the mindset is, you know, I am traveling and writing books and, you know, it's like, to me, it's like, I'm doing whatever I, I have a passion and curiosity to do. So to me, those steps in the very, very beginning of my life where I call it my life because it's like finally I have my own power to make my own choices is empowering because I did make those choices to get out of the restrictive religion, to get out of the bad marriage. And it gave me the power to know that you can set your foot in the direction you want to go. It's hard. It's hard. Don't let me say this. Oh, you know, I think you just do it. You know, Um, it was hard. But that first step is the hard part. When you get there, you're like, whoa, this is awesome. And this is what empowers you to keep going. You know, who was it that actually because I'm trying to get to a specific point in the in the uh, introduction that you gave me after it was after your uh, it was two years after your um, your car accident you went in to see a doctor oh yes that oh Mm. oh gosh that was so pivotal when getting in the i call it the pain body um Mm -hmm. mindset you know because when you're in going through so much pain and you're going to these doctors and you're talking about the pain all the time and you know and it's like you're in this pain so much uh it's it's, I call it the pain body because it, it's, it consumes your life. It consumes your life. And I did not want, like I said, that to be my epitaph. Um, and finally, you know, two years of going to doctors and they're all like talking to each other. We don't know what to do. And they're telling me, we don't know what the physical therapist told me. They didn't know what to do with me anymore. The chiropractor told me they didn't know what to do with me anymore. I've been through pain clinics. I've been through acupuncture. I've been through, I did the massages. I went through to surgeons. And finally I went to this new doctor and he, he looks at me and he goes, well, you have two choices. You can continue to manage your pain as you've been doing with your pain meds and all these different treatments, or you can get stronger. I'm like, what? I did. I was like, what? Get stronger. You know, here I can barely move. And how can I get stronger? And he goes, you know, it's your body, your, your body took 
a huge hit and it's been ripped to shreds and oh, now wow. you just got to rebuild it. Um, and so I immediately, immediately I left the doctor. I went to the gym, hired a personal trainer. Wow. And I was so lucky that the personal trainer I hired was knowledgeable, <laughs> you know, cause trauma is totally different than just trying to, you know, get rid of the muffin top, you know, it's, <laughs> it, it is, she took me out to my car, adjusted my seat, adjusted my headrest. I had it all wrong. And then she walked me to the gym and was like, you don't be looking at these machines. Don't be doing this. She, and don't be, well, that's later. I mean, she just had me on the treadmill walking for 20 minutes, which was the most painful thing I'd ever done. Like my body was burning in pain, just putting that one foot in front of the other. And finally, after, you know, a couple of months of that, it was getting a little easier. I started seeing some progress. It, my body wasn't burning and on fire anymore with the pain. And so that to me, oh, I wish I still, I remembered her name. I just like, she was amazing. I think her name was actually Marcella, actually. Um, but um, <laughs> uh, thinking about it, you're bringing this back to me. I've been wanting to get her name because she was amazing. Uh, but now, you know, I teach indoor cycling. I teach wow. yoga. I, you know, I do, I still have pain. The doctor told me you're, 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 uh, you're going to change the way you're, it's not going to be as it's your new, it's your new normal. And right. it is mm-hmm. new normal, you know, um, but you know, after I still go to my massages rate regularly and, you know, but, um, yeah, it just changed my life. Just rethinking. It's like shifting that. It's like to get stronger, hard, super hard. Because the easy part wow. is you give me that deck of cards of pain pills. I was yep. a deck of cards of pain pills. It was, I have bags of pain pills. And I did not want to tune out. I didn't, because yeah. all the did was affect my brain. And, and um, some best decision I ever made and best advice I ever got. Wow. Yeah, see, th- this is that's the reason why I wanted to say I wanted you to say that specifically because as someone who and I, I've I told them this earlier, ladies and gentlemen, but um, for anybody else who doesn't know me, you know, I I served in the military, I did two tours in the military, I was supply, but yet I still did things that the infantry and the cav scouts did. I did the same things that engineers did. So I went out and because in, in the military it is you are a soldier first your MOS or military occupational specialty second. So I had to do what's called a, um, a spur ride, which is when they just get all your gear up, they drop you off on the top of a mountain and you just for two days and one MRE, you have to go through all this training you got to march up and down this, this mountain left and right. I mean, it was insane. We only got like maybe four hours of sleep between the 20, the 48 hours and my body's done. My, my body is a wreck. I've got my, uh, um, Atlas is pinching on a nerve, which oh. is your set, your, uh, second, uh, cer- cervix cervix. No. You know what I mean? Second part of the spine. <laughs> it's not the cervix. It's not the cervix. I, see what I mean? Like my brain is gone right now. I yeah, it's, so, yeah. It's the second cervix, like right under your neck, under your head, you know. The, the clavicle? <laughs> no, it's not the clavicle. Vertebrae. I can see where you'd make the, the mistake. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, why yeah, I yeah. said that's so what you were thinking. So similar. Yeah. <laughs> so, I know. So they're the same body part. Let's just say. Anyways. Oh, I love my life. Um, <laughs> it's pinching on my brain too sometimes. Anyways. No, but I have back pains. I have neck pains. I have uh, torn my ACL in my right leg or my right knee and it healed up wrong i've had two hip surgeries i've had flat i have flat feet so my my body jacked up from the ground up oh and i've dislocated my shoulder too and again i was logistics i wasn't an infantry guy but i still did the same thing they did but i say all that because it is something that i can i can connect you with with the um with you being in that car accident same thing mm-hmm. with my wife she was in a car accident when she was younger her wrist is jacked up still mm-hmm. and that was 
you know, 20, 30 years ago. I'm not going to tell you exactly how old she is, but um, <laughs> I will say she, I will say she just had her 29th birthday yesterday <laughs> and she looks it. anyways, no, <laughs> but I love, <laughs> I know it's great, isn't it? Um, but the other thing I loved about your book is that I love how you tell people not to rush through the book, but mm-hmm. to read a chapter, explore, and then ponder what they read for a few days or even a week. Right. This way, they can truly connect with what they're reading, which will, quote, give them clarity and opening you up to new thoughts that keep unfolding. To me personally, I love this because we see too many people rushing to finish something and forget everything they've read. You know, is this something that you've had to do in your own journey as well to connect with whatever you were reading and soaking in the words of wisdom from that specific author? Well, you know, it's so interesting. I really thought about this when when I was writing the book. Because it, I just find that it works so well for me because like I listen to these podcasts. I love podcasts and you get these words of wisdom um, and you just then you just after you listen to these things, then you it, you peel away you're, you're the onion. It starts like in, and you're going through your day and you're seeing how it comes into play with your life in that sort of thing. So I kind of wanted to take that experience that I have for myself with that and the fact that my book is a journaling workbook and I put it that way as a journaling workbook because journaling has been a huge tool to get me through the lonely times the <laughs> times, and um, just giving me clarity. And I put it as a workbook, as you mentioned, because I wanted people to do read the book, do the tools and the exercise and the questions I have in it and write, but don't be in a rush because it's like, for me, I'm a, I think I'm a thinker. So I just wanted to be able to give you guys, the readers, the okay to take the time. You know, we're always in a rush to do everything right now. Let's finish this. Let's get through this. Everything takes, you know, do things in five minutes, do things in 20 minutes. It's okay to take your time and really dive deep into what is going on. And especially those old stories that are holding you back. Those old stories really need to have some time to um, discern, especially as you start writing and journaling, you'll start like, it's like having some huge aha moments because it's like, where'd this come from? You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know I, I, ha- I, was- I actually have a question. I, and, and it's been, it's been sitting here because I, I identify so much with your story, um, being the mom of, of many children and, and being in a position where I had no one to help. And I was pretty much told, well, you'll just have to find a man to take care of you. So I wasn't told, I wasn't told to be on welfare. I was told to find someone. And I said, well, okay, that's not going to happen. But when you started to write, did you think that you were going to get this published? Did you know it? I mean, I, I'm, I'm curious what you felt when you were in the process of, of writing down everything and, and how it came out of you. Yeah. Uh, did you, did you cry a lot? Did you laugh? Did you, what was the thought process? And did you know where you were going with this? I had so many thought process for work. I, when I wrote this book, I did it back in 2018. I was like, I don't know. I just got this divine inspiration. It's like, you know, all these tools that got me through the shit in life. I think I'm going to write it down. I don't know why I got this thought. I've never had a thought to, you know, write this kind of a book before I have previously written a children's book, but, um, so I wrote it all down. I just kind of my the, each chapter, I laid it all out, kind of outlined it. And um, so then that was kind of it, my idea. And then I started thinking a couple of years later, um, I was down in Santa Barbara wine tasting with my daughter and her cousin said, you know, Denise, you've been through so much, you should write a book. And I'm like, do I say this out loud? I go, funny thing is, I actually have. And I knew if I said something out loud, because I keep promises to myself that I was going to have to write the book now and finish it. And so when COVID hit and I was unemployed in 20, I was like, um, okay, I have the time now to write this book. And I finished, I did all the editing. I got all my, all the layout done. I did it all. But then I was like reading through it, you know, doing the editing. I'm going, 
I can't put this out. This is like <laughs> raw. This is like, oh my God. Yes. Especially the religion. So the so religion. Oh my God. The religion. You know, I was like, the, then the mind games came in that the religion has like, you don't talk about this. You don't, you know, you don't share that, that, that was never right. You don't. And then I had to work through that mind game. First, I had to say, okay, do I care what they think? Do I care what my family thinks is still in there? Hell no. I'm putting this out there. And then the shame from being on welfare. I really never talked much about being on welfare. My close friends knew that I was on welfare, but I never really have talked about it because I always had such shame about it. And so there's always been a stigma for single women. But I, I, I have to tell you how proud I am of you because, um, one of my favorite authors is Stephen King. And it's funny because I, I love him just because I'm I'm so into the don't shut up Mac I see the face <laughs> the no, hard no, genre no, it, no it's no, hard it's genre that. but go ahead go but ahead. I'll, um, I'll tell you later my favorite book by by him is on writing mm-hmm. where he talks about where he talks about um, how he started and my favorite quote is uh, the scariest moment is always just before you start mm-hmm. and I'm listening to you and I'm like that's that's it that's me that's me saying should I put this down should is someone going to read this and if they read it. Are they going to come back and yell at me? Cause I still have that, that fear. Yeah. yeah. And that's what, you know, it's like too, in doing it, I had this thought, you know, and still in promoting the book and things like that. Uh, it's like, I keep telling myself if I can help that one Denise out there myself years pre- when I was starting this journey to help them with my message, how I got it through this. If I can help just that one person reading the book, then that is what I, my purpose is. I am really, and I'm honestly to God and the truth with this. I really want to serve with this. My, and, and I really want to help because I wished at that time when I was on welfare, I wished that somebody had a, an arrow pointing to me to go this direction, you know, because I have made so That's many mistakes. You know, here I am, I'm 62 and I'm writing my personal development book, you know, and you know, I, I, I was a smart person. I probably would have done this at 30, but you know, I've got lived. So, um, but you know, I made mistakes. I've learned a lot. I wanted to share it to help because this is it's been pivotal and I just want everybody to find their passion and purpose and and their joy and happiness because life is awesome you know and and taking yeah. in the journey is you know something to be proud of you know so yeah I, you know man I am so happy that we could get you on this week because <laughs> your book and I don't do this a lot, but I feel like it's it's an opportunity for people to understand why we've set up um, the authors that we have in a specific order, because she is following, narratively speaking, to our previous author, Christina Holly, <laughs> and I said it right that time, Christina yeah. Holly. <laughs> so <laughs> you'll understand why when you listen to it. Uh, so for people who are interested in changing their mindset, consciously and subconsciously, please, oh my gosh, go to the previous episode as well, because it will help you on your journey as well. I only brought that up because again, something you said, and that was, and I quote this, the subconscious will win over the consciousness every time. And once planted, it will hold on to you until you challenge it. Now, after I thought about that for a bit, I realized how true that statement really is. Mm-hmm. Because if you've been told all your life that you're worthless or ugly or some other negative thought, you begin to believe it. Yeah. And after yeah, so many years, yeah, yeah. And after so many years of hearing it you start to believe it and then you start repeating it in your own head because mm-hmm. it's a belief and a very difficult thing to remove. So as someone who as has went through this in her own life, like so many other people in the world, what have you come up with that challenges those debilitating thoughts, mentally paralyzing so that people from uh, the, are paralyzing so many people from taking action in their Mm -hmm. own lives. Yeah. 
Well, I have a, uh, what I kind of, one of the part of the rules, I, this is not in my book, but it, it compiles <laughs> all the lessons in my book and I call it mapping out your day for success, M-M-A-P-I-N-G. And that first M stands for meditation. Yes. Um, meditation, I know people don't think it's woo-woo, uh, but it's really with all the noise in our life nowadays, it's such an important tool. And don't think that, you know, there's no, forget all these people's rules. You have to do it for an hour. You have to sit sit this way, sit wherever you want to, do whatever you want to, lay down, sit down, do your hands, whatever you want to. But um, I use the Insight Timer app and, you know, I sometimes, before I go to work in the morning, I only have three minutes. And those three minutes are so amazing because I have such a monkey mind and it's such a busy mind and it's going 500 (laughs) miles an hour. And those three minutes are so precious to kind of just get some clarity Mm -hmm. for that little bit. So my first part of the day is I do it for the beginning of the day and I do at the end of every day is meditation. And I talk about my book too. Sometimes if you have a stressful job, it's good to kind of do it in the middle of the day too, or something's happening. There's no set time, whatever works for you. There's no rules. Um, so I want to take away all the rules of meditation, except for just to stop and do it. Uh, so important. And then the second M in my mapping out your day is for move. Um, as I told in my story earlier, movement just helps your body. I think it gives you clarity. I know I do my bike rides and that kind of, when I do my bike rides, I come back so inspired, so inspired that I would go do my bike rides and then I'd come and I'd write up and write in my book because it just, it helps you mentally. So if you're going through the mental crap in your life, move and just do little micro movements. Don't go to the gym and kill yourself for two hours. Go for a simple walk, just get some weights, do some plank, do a little bit of yoga, just get out there and move and find something that brings you joy in doing. And then my A in mapping is for affirmations. So important. And you probably saw that one on the part of the book that I sent you. Yes. That is where you're going to get into the reprogramming. Yes. Because all those words you keep telling yourself, I'm ugly, I'm stupid, I'm, you know, I'm awkward, I'm not smart enough. Who am I to be doing this? You got to start reprogramming that with affirmations. And I don't want you just to get... Here I like to, you get this deck of cards of affirmations. You can buy these. They're awesome. But don't pull the card out and read and go, okay, I did my affirmation for the day. No, you got to supercharge it. You got to yeah. say it like you believe it. You got to put, put the words out there. I am worthy. You need to say it out loud so you can hear it. You got to feel it in your heart. I am worthy. Put emotion behind it. And then you got to believe it. I am worthy and I am worthy. Say it multiple times. So all your senses are involved so that we really, really take it to heart and put a smile on your face. It changes your whole being when you put a smile on your face. I am worthy. So I want you to supercharge your affirmations to counteract all that negative programming. And there's so many, like I said, the Insight Timer app has it. There's tons of apps out there. You can get signed up for people that have daily affirmations that will send it to you. But I don't want you just reading the words. It might, you might at first, it's okay, you at first, but start supercharging them. You will see a huge difference and do it all day long. You know, when you're listening in your car, put your phone up instead of having some music, put on, you can, you go to YouTube and put in affirmations. And there's affirmations right there that will sit there and play over and over and over and over again, just for some ideas. And then for the P is for being present. Being present means not only being present, like here, the conversation with somebody listening, I'm actually listening to what you are saying. I'm not tuning into what am I going to say next? What am I going to say next? I want everybody to be present. I don't want you to be on your phones looking at, you know, it's like, who's liking my thought and what, what I'm doing today. I don't want you looking around who you, when you're at a party, who else you want to talk to. Be present with that person you're with right now. Be present with your family at a mealtime. When you go out to dinner, be present with that person right there. Say, okay, when you're with your girlfriends, everybody's taking pictures of their food. Okay, we get two minutes of taking pictures of our food, then everybody put your phone away. Okay, 
And then also being present means being present with yourself. What do you need that day? What is it you need right now? You know, one day I went to work and I had a headache and I was like, when I was just promote, beginning of promoting this work book and I can't, I was a, learning a new job. I had a headache and I never get headaches anymore since my beginning of my accident. And I just realized, okay, that day I needed to stop. I just came home from work, sat out on the back deck, poured myself a glass of wine and just looked around me and watched my hummingbirds. My headache went away. So be present to what you're needing. If you're go, 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 going, sometimes your body is telling you to slow down. So be present to what you need. And then the G in mapping is for gratitude. I want everybody to be grateful. You know, we're, I am so grateful, you know, and like I had a friend who was just in a car accident and she goes, I don't know how you did it with your car accident and talking about gratitude. How can I be grateful for this? It's like, you're not grateful for the car accident. You're grateful that you're alive. You're grateful that you didn't have anybody in that car with you. You're grateful that when your car went off the road, you didn't hit another person. You're grateful that you can actually, your, your head, you know, I remember when I got in my car accident, I felt my head was getting ripped off my body. I'm grateful I still have my head on top of my body. You know, yeah. so, you know, it's hard when the shit's going down in your life to find gratitude, but look for it, you know, look for, you know, so it, it takes you out of, like when I was in the pain body, it takes you out of that. Like, I would just be grateful when I hear the birds singing in the morning, when you're getting ready and you hear the birds singing, it's like, take a moment to just really look around you and appreciate things. So gratitude can help you shift when you're having some hard times. So that's my mapping your day out for success. My God, what a map. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and those are all don't have to be time consuming things, you know, and having that routine helps you of your daily practice to get you through the day. And, you know, just because I wrote this book, you know, it doesn't mean that you get it busting through when it doesn't mean that the shit's going to stop happening in your life. It means when it does that you got your tools in your tool belt to deal with it. Yeah, you know how to deal with it. It's and not going to take you down and you go into mourning for a year, you know, right. <laughs> and you have to right. shovel your way back out. It, it means like, okay, I know I'm going to keep my routine. I'm going to keep my mapping my day, my meditations, my movement. And I'm going to keep that, that, cause that makes that feeds my soul, Yeah, you know, but uh, so, yeah. You know, and, and it, it's something that I have seen lately. A lot of people are doing that because of the years that we've had these past mm-hmm. two years have been painful, painful. for everybody mm-hmm. and you know it's something that um what's the words i want to say you know it, it, I, you see it so much i know there was a gentleman i was looking at and i get on social media like at least once a day like everybody else mm-hmm. but there was this gentleman who i wish i could remember his name he was on um was on instagram or tiktok i can't remember but he used to be a meth addict and he changed his life through painting and every day he is this happy of what he shows i should say he is this hard-working painter who's taking all of his pain and putting it into paintings and he finally recently got uh, accepted for his painting to be in an art studio in his wow, area and i think he's awesome. actually in i think he's actually in washington too if i remember specifically wow. but every day you know he is just like negativity and he's got a fan he goes shh, shh, go away shh, shh. and there's some other ones on there i wish i could remember their names because i'd really i would give them a sincere thank you to their their um their voices their stories because there are things that we need to hear sometimes we we get to that point where we don't want to just sit there and tell ourselves this all the time because we feel strange doing it or we feel awkward doing it and then when someone else does it just for at least to get us that that point where we actually um are capable of doing it ourselves every single day and have that courage to finally say and do something then those things that they are doing still constantly is just helping us to affirm everything that we're telling ourselves anyway. And 
So I wanted to, because of this, I wanted to put my own out there and see what you thought about this. By the way, I didn't write this. I found it. So be gentle with me. <laughs> but what it is, it states this. And then if you know where it's at, great. If you don't, don't worry about it. But it is one of the, it comes from a book that is one of the most popular books of all time. And it's been written so many editions. It's not even funny. But it says this, for we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for what we, we see not, then we with patience wait for it. Mm. Now, if you don't understand what I just said, because it's an older language, I apologize. Mm -hmm. But basically it's saying, hope is something that is there for you but you can't just hope for something you already have because then it's not hope we hope for things that we don't have that we don't see that we hope that will happen for us and just to see if i can test anybody on this marcella do you think an idea of where that came from it's very familiar but i i don't know denise no, you're gonna say it, and we're gonna go, Oh, yeah, okay. Well, I'm gonna surprise you. It's actually from the Bible. Oh, it, it came from no way. Roman... Oh, my yes. god, <laughs> I love it. It came from Romans chapter 8, verse 24 and 25. There, there's so many things I know. I know I'm, I'm a bad mind. Catholic girl, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm a bad Christian sometimes, too. But it is, it's something that when I was going through my own affirmation today through, you know, my daily, um, daily talks with God and stuff like that, and, and just going through the scriptures, it was something that actually popped up for me today. It was from a different part of it. It was um, Romans 8, verse 16. It had something, that, it was something like else that. I it was, but it made me just want to go through that again. It was Romans chapter 8, verse 24 and 25. So I'm going to end on that for myself. So every story has a meaning behind it. And every author prays that their readers will clearly understand that meaning. So what knowledge or feelings do you want them to walk away with and want to walk away about you? Oh, wow. That's a great question. What I want my readers to walk away with is to get the power to listen to their voice that little one inside of them that's been dominated over, squished down, the society, whoever that is telling them that they can't do what's deep inside of them. I want people, my readers, to have the power to get that little voice out and grow and be curious with life and follow your passion and just get curious. And um, what I want from them is to know that I am here for them as support continually. And that's why I did with my book, I have a private closed off Facebook group for my readers so that I will continue to give them prompts, quotes, affirmations and support. Cause I wanted to build a collaborative community to continue to support them. I just not trying to sell books and go. I really, really, really wanna support my reader. And that's why I have my closed Facebook group just for my readers to get, so we can share with a like-minded community and share our wins. And then when you're having some shit and having some hard time, you can say that comfortably amongst somebody, reach out, reach out to me or somebody you know in the group that you feel it you can reach out to. So that's where I'm coming from with all this. Man, I love it. I love it. So for anyone who's already listened to our previous episodes, but for Denise, I will explain. Each week, we've come to the point where we ask our guests, our guest authors, five simple questions, giving our audience a glimpse of the author behind the book and inspiring the next generation of writers watching us live on Facebook and YouTube or listening to this later on on their favorite podcasting uh, platform. So this is what we call Marcella's Corner. And this is where my co-host asked these questions, and I'm going to let her go for it. Go ahead, Marcella. I get super excited, that, you know, that I 
just because I like to hear myself, Max. <laughs> just kidding, Denise. Thank you, first of all, for for just everything, everything I've heard today and 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 felt. Um, so, question number one: What person, event, what person, event, or book inspired your literary journey that could also inspire others to do the same? I think was my very first book um, that really inspired me into self-help books and that sort of thing was Wayne Dyer's Spiritual Solutions for Everyday Problems. Amazing book, amazing book. Helped me immensely, yeah. Wow, Uh, it's funny because I've actually had a copy of that and I gave it away. I gifted it to someone. Well, um, at least we know what's going to happen now. Yeah. <laughs> I have to get another copy. <laughs> yep. We have a little right. time for a little side story on that, why that became. It's Go like I it. was in sales job and I had this customer from hell that just pushed my buttons, pushed my buttons. I would cry every day after dealing with her. And one day I was scr- screaming and crying and ranting. I was home. And I go, okay, I'm just going to walk away. I'm going to go sit down. I'm just going to veg on the TV a little bit. So I'm shuffling along through the TV. And, you know, I always saw Wayne Dyer talking on PBS with his sweaters. And I never stopped ever in my life. One day, for some reason, I stopped. He was promoting this book, Spiritual Solutions for Everyday Problems. And he talked to me like, here, you know, talking about dealing with people that I was dealing with. And, and it just like, oh, my God, I needed to hear this right now because it just gave me a whole new light so I immediately bought that book and it changed my life wow yes now I'll have to get another copy (laughs) (laughs) question two what are some common traps for aspiring writers that you either have had on your journey or you've you've seen happen to others well I think what was even told to me is why somebody said this to me before I even my first before I even put the book out that was telling people that I was writing a book Everybody's like, what are these people writing books? They're not doctors. So I always have that voice in my head. It's like, okay, I'm not a doctor. Um, But that's why I really wanted to make my book from my point of view. And this is what works for me. And this is why. And I did my research and I have the tools. And this is why I have the stories to show why these methods worked. And so I think a lot of people, they call it imposter syndrome. A lot of that word's thrown around. So, and a lot of people feel that way, but with you have a passion for doing something, I've never felt more creative or more passionate than when I was writing this book. I never had an idea that I had that spirit inside of me until I started putting the book together. And then I felt that it was inspired to do so. And I feel really strongly about that. Oh, the imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. That, oh, yeah. that, that resonates. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of us creatives have that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So my, my favorite question, Mac hears me say this every week now. <laughs> what is what is your writing kryptonite? Oh, you know, kryptonite. I well somebody did ask me this question on a podcast before and I really I didn't know what kryptonite mantra was. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had to ask I hope them, you know what it is now. That's kryptonite. <laughs> I guess I'm not a Superman fan, right? Um, so it's something that takes your power away, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. <laughs> well, I would think that it's yourself. You know, I think we're our own worst enemy. You know. See, I told you it changes every week. Yeah, every, every week. week. Wow, that's why I love these questions. I know. Um, so number four, if you could tell your younger writing self anything, what would it be? Oh, you're not stupid you got you got so much in you that you have to offer I just always felt I was a miserable child um and I just would like go up and whisper into your ear you've got this girl wow it's amazing yeah last question what quote inspires you to continue writing or encourages you to be the best you can be um Gosh, and it's it's a quote, and I think I have it in my book. I got so many quotes in my book. I just I, I love a quote. I love so many quotes, but I'm really bad at memorizing things. Um, but it was by uh, it's by Willie Nelson. And oh, that should be interesting have, then. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. I know. I do too. <laughs> oh, I'm drawing a blank, and I, oh, well, here this is where. I, 
this is, oh, I have so many quotes. I can't settle on one. Here's one by Wayne Dyer. It says, when you have a choice between being right and being kind, choose to be kind. There you go. I love, I love that. I always told this to, you know, my kids a lot. Um, you know, and it's just so many quotes. It's just so hard. That's, I'll, I'll just stick with that one right now. I know. It's, it's so hard to find the ones that... You, there, there's so many there's so many things that help us to make ourselves better you know even from our friends our family sometimes um i've talked to people that, that their best quote is something that uh, their their parents told them or that their best friend told them at one point and it's just stuck with them yeah. for me um for me my favorite one is um the creative adult is the child who survived mm. I know. I love it. I can't remember the woman who that. said it. We could have That's a whole deep. Hour conversation about that quote. Exactly. And here's yeah. the thing. That quote has been, there is, <laughs> there's actually controversy on actually who said it first. Um, there's a, an older lady that back, I think it was back in the twenties or thirties who, who wrote that down, but they also say that there was a Greek uh, philosopher who actually said that too. So there are no, a, a professor, it was a philosophy professor at some college and I can't remember his name either, but it's always stuck with me because as, as someone who is a creative person, I always have to go back to like, okay, I can't think like an adult. I have to think like a child when I'm creating character voices or I'm telling a story because that's what's going to make me do it because there's no logic. When a child actually thinks and creates a story, there's no logic at all involved. They can have a, a cat unicorn uh, that runs around and helps people by giving them chocolate. I don't know. I'm just making something up. But that's, that's what a child's thought process is. Absolutely. So it allows, me, it allows me to be more creative. And then after I get the foundation, I'll go back and add a little bit of logic involved in it. So, Marcella, what's your favorite quote? Uh, get busy living or get busy dying. Again, Stephen King. Oh, good for you. Yeah. I found that Wayne D that Willie Nelson quote that I wanted to sell oh, earlier. Okay, what Willie is it? Nelson. It says, when I started counting my blessings, my whole life turned around. I've heard that. That's, that's profound. Yeah. So, that is profound. That yeah. Is. All right, folks. I want to thank our guest, Denise Wester, for being our guest today and sharing with us the story behind her story, breaking through methods to get uh, methods to get courageous, take action, get unstuck, and find your personal power. Denise, thank you for being on here. We really truly appreciate it. The floor is yours. Please tell everyone where they can find you online, any special events you'll be participating in or anything you would like to just close the show with. Oh, I thank you. This has been awesome. I love the conversation and, and the flow of it. You guys are awesome. Um, so yeah, my book is on Amazon and I'm sorry, Mark Mac, it's called Busting Through. Oh, did I say breaking through? I'm apologizing, busting through. <laughs> I don't know why I said breaking through. I don't know why. <laughs> That's your book thing, maybe. <laughs> That's probably it. That's it. Yeah. No, I think no, because here's the thing. I actually got that off of Amazon. So oh, they maybe actually putting breaking through on there. I'll have to double check on yeah. it. But yeah. she's got the book in front of us. It says busting through. It is busting through. Busting so, through. Bust through um, this conversation before I get even more embarrassed that I screwed up the book this year. This time. So. <laughs> But yeah, you can get it on Amazon. And um, when you get the book, uh, take a picture of yourself with the book and email it to me at pr at denisequester.com. And then I will send a link for you to join the private Facebook group I talked about earlier. Yes. And I'm on Facebook, uh, in Denise Wester. And I'm on Instagram, Denise R. Wester. And if you, um, on Instagram, if you follow the link to my site, there's a freebie there for busting through procrastination. It has the methods to help you bust through. It's a little cool little one sheet to give you some steps and methods to bust through procrastination, which is a big, big challenge for a lot of people. And I'm offering I'm that. I'm getting right? on it right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's a little link, follow the link tree there to um, the link to busting through procrastination. 
And I, I really, again, thank you so much for your time. Oh, uh, see, it's been such a pleasure. It has. And this is why I love doing this. I want to thank Denise for being on our show, to show today, my wonderful and amazing co-host, and of course, all of you who are listening right now. Marcella, do you have any last words for this episode for people? I'm going to say it again. Get busy living or get busy dying. <laughs> that's perfect right there I join us live on saturday at noon eastern time on facebook and youtube when we talk with another inspiring author as they share their book and the inspiring story behind the story so until next time remember folks to keep writing keep inspiring and keep sharing as you go beyond the past. Beyond the past. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs>folks that's a wrap for this episode of beyond the pen we hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed creating it if you'd like to stay connected and up to date with everything beyond the pen follow us on twitter at beyond the pen pod and instagram at beyond the pen podcast for even more content and exclusive access to our guest profiles and more make sure to visit our website at beyond the pen Don't forget to join our Facebook fan page to interact with our favorite authors and fellow fans of the show. And if you want to take your Beyond the Pen experience to the next level, check out our selection of video interviews on Traverse TV's Video On Demand and Livestream. You can access these interviews through your Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Google Play, iTunes, or the Traverse TV app. So until next time, thanks again for tuning in and remember to keep writing inspiring and sharing as you go beyond the pen.